What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Casual Big Ten Podcast. Week 12, Big Ten football update, recap, whatever you want to call it. I actually think on this episode, I'm going to look forward to next week, too, because we have Thanksgiving coming up. We're going to talk about some bets, and I'm even going to give you guys a little special bowl game segment to wet your whistle, get you excited going into Thanksgiving weekend and all the exciting games that we have going on there. But first, let's talk about these games that just took place. Uh, Big Ten West was absolutely chaos. Chaos. If you're following along on Twitter, I talked about it on the basketball episode yesterday, but um, I made a huge flow chart for how each team, uh, five of the teams at least, five of the seven teams in the West could make it to the Big Ten Championship. A couple of them got eliminated yesterday, and let's start with Wisconsin. Wisconsin ends up beating Nebraska. This was a game that I wasn't able to watch. It was on at the same time as other games. I kept flipping to it every once in a while, but it was kind of a slow-moving game too, so I didn't really keep eyes on it as much as I would have liked to. But they do beat Nebraska, however, however, because Iowa won and Iowa has the tiebreaker against them, they're not going to be able to catch up and beat Iowa in the win column. So Wisconsin is eliminated in the Big Ten West race. I also saw on Twitter, I don't even know if this is true or not, but I saw that they posted the head coaching job. I I don't know why they would post it in the first place, but apparently Jim Leonard is not coming back. Is this true? Am I see was I seeing that right or was I seeing things today on Twitter? I don't know what's going on there. Um, I think Jim Leonard's doing fine though, and I think he should be back next year if he would like to be. I don't know what his aspirations are coaching wise or if he's trying to go anywhere. Excuse me, I'm gonna take a drink real quick. I just finished that basketball episode. I went right into the football one, and I was more excited about this. So um I don't know what Jim Leonard's doing next year, but uh Wisconsin does get the win. It's a basically a bowl eligibility win for them and more or less a moral victory for them. So uh, not really. I mean, it was a good win for them. I'm glad they won the game for Wisconsin fans because Nebraska was not going to get to a bowl. <clears throat> and they've been playing tough, but they um, have had a bad season. So uh, Graham Mertz has a touchdown, 83 yards. That's a typical stat line for him, under 100 yards and one touchdown. So uh, great season so far for, I, I shouldn't say great. Wisconsin will be bowling. We'll talk about that at the end. Um, and I just talked about Iowa. They actually beat Minnesota. This was a super low scoring game. So low, low scoring that I talked about it on the preview episode. I thought it would go over because it was only 32 and a half points. One of the lowest in college football history from what I was told. It stayed under. It was 23 points total. Iowa wins 13 to 10. Mo Ibrahim ran the ball for Minnesota 39 times, 263 yards, and they still lost. Iowa finds a way to win, and they stick around. They stick around in the Big Ten West race. In fact, in fact, they are the favorites to go to the Big Ten Championship now. After all the things that have happened this year, people calling for Brian Ferentz's head, People kind of asking for Kurt Ferentz to get fired. I don't know. Am I saying his name? I feel like I always say his name right. Ferentz? Yeah, that's right. Um, But Iowa just sticks around all season. They keep winning games when they had to. Their offense sort of figured it out the last two weeks. They only scored 13 this week. But uh, Petrus had 221 and no touchdowns. 
Um, who scored for them? Who scored for them? Because they scored in the first quarter and I missed it. Let's click on the box score. Let's click on the box and see what happened in this box. Touchdown, touchdown. Oh, Spencer Peacher scored. He had a rushing touchdown. <laughs> Good for him. Um, I think I saw that, actually. I was I was watching. There were so many games going on at the same time. There was no night game, so they packed them all in in the noon and like 2.30, 3.30 slot. Um, I actually did see that touchdown. I'm remembering it now. Uh, so great win for Iowa. That was huge for them. They had to win that game to stay alive in the West Hawk. And the other team who had to win to stay, they didn't have to win, but really would have liked to win was Illinois. They were, they went up to Michigan and gave Michigan everything they had. They gave them everything they had. They were winning the game. It was 17 to 10 going into the fourth quarter. Um, and I think that three that Michigan scored was right at the end of the third quarter. So at one point, I believe it was 17, seven. If I'm remembering correctly, this was an awesome big 10 game, such a good big 10 game. Chase Brown was unbelievable. He did. He did great. What did he have? Let's see what he had real quick. He had 140 yards. He scored two touchdowns. The one touchdown he scored from like 25 yards out basically didn't even get touched by Michigan's defense. I think he got touched behind the line of scrimmage by like an extended hand, and that was it. And then he ran it in. He's unbelievable. I love Chase Brown. Um, the story for Michigan or the or Illinois, I guess, however you want to look at it, but Blake Corum got hurt in the first half, kind of hyperextended his knee. There's been nothing that I've read that said that he's actually injured. In fact, I've heard the opposite, that he will be back next week, which they desperately need him. Um, and so he had 108 yards and one TD. I think he had a few carries in the second half, but he was not even back in the second half. So a decent game for one half. Um, I thought DeVito for Illinois looked good. He was picking up first downs when he needed to. And then the real story of the game, I said this was, I already said that once, but was the last five minutes of the game. Michigan goes down. They were getting some favorable. They got a favorable, uh, defensive pass interference called, not against them, on Illinois on a fourth down that was that extended a drive. Sorry, I forgot how to talk there for a second. Um, they converted a fourth down. Then they were on fourth and goal from about the five or four-yard line, and they decided with about three minutes to go to kick the field goal. And that put them within, what was that, one? Yes, that put them within one. So they kick the field goal, they get within one, Illinois gets the ball back with a couple minutes left, and they can kill the clock and win the game, upset Michigan, stay alive in the Big Ten West, and they immediately go three and out. Now, it wasn't a typical three and out, though. This was so exciting. Sorry I'm talking so much about it, but it was exciting. Illinois had a chance to get the first down and basically seal the game, and they got a couple yards, a couple yards, and then on third down, they got up almost, almost to the first down. And they got called for holding. So they got pushed back. It was third and 18. And then they just ran the ball again, punted back to Michigan. Michigan drives right back down. There was another fourth down for Michigan on this last drive where there was a clear offensive pass interference. And it was not called. So Illinois has every right to be upset about that. And uh, Michigan gets well within field goal range. And they hit the field goal with about nine seconds left to uh, win the game. So... Not it's it's funny because it wasn't really a big game for Michigan because really the game is next week for them. Even if they would have lost this Illinois game, 
they would have had to beat Ohio State either way to make it to the Big Ten Championship. I guess if you're talking about playoffs, they could technically still lose this Ohio State game and then make the playoffs still, so they needed to win this Illinois game. But it was a great game to watch, so much fun to watch. Um, And Michigan gets the victory. Speaking of Ohio State, the game next week, talk about that in a minute, but they beat Maryland 43-30. to It was actually one of the biggest. I was looking at the top of the rankings, and I didn't even have to seek it out. They were showing it on TV all day, basically. But um, you had... Who was, who's number one? Okay, Georgia, who had a close game with whoever they were playing. They were playing Kentucky. They won by 10, okay? And then Michigan, I just said, won by two. And then TCU won in a walk-off field goal. So every single game was close, except for Ohio State. They won by 13, so that was the biggest of the top four teams, the biggest margin of victory. But if you watch the game like I did, Maryland was right in there the whole time. They had so many opportunities to actually upset Ohio State towards the end. They gave up a touchdown at the very end when they were down three, which put Ohio State up 10. Am I saying this right? I can't remember the exact numbers anymore. And whatever it was, though, they had the ball. Maryland, I'm talking about, had the ball, and they were down seven at the end of the game, and they got sacked, fumbled, picked up for a touchdown, to finish the game, and that's what put Ohio State up by 13 at the end of the game. So Ohio State must have kicked the field. I can't remember how. I was. I swear to God I was watching it. I promise you guys. Um, but they get a sack fumble and pick it up for a touchdown at the end, and that's what puts them up by 13, and that made it look worse than it really was. But Maryland, who I've been talking about, has been playing tough this year. Last two weeks have been bad. They played amazing. I thought Maryland looked really good against Ohio State. They were right in the game all the way up until the last five minutes of the game, and then they kind of uh, they kind of blew it at the end. So uh, I liked what Maryland did. Tangavailoa was back. He had almost 300 yards, two touchdowns. C.J. Stroud, he's a Heisman candidate. So is Blake Corum. I talked about him earlier. And I don't know if he's going to win it because the last few weeks he's not been putting up the touchdown numbers that he might need to. Now, he got enough at the beginning of the year – to kind of pad those stats, but he's going to need a good game against Michigan if he wants to win the Heisman, which I'm, I know he doesn't care about. I know he just wants to win the game. So um, we'll see what happens with that. I really think that whoever plays better in that game and wins, I actually, I, I feel like whoever wins, because I think both, both of them will have a good game. I think Stroud and Corum will have a good game if Corum's healthy. But whoever wins that game, I feel like has a better shot of winning the Heisman, depending on what some of the guys in the other conferences do man that was exciting sorry i was getting really fired up about those those first four games i talked about um penn state blows Rutgers out i knew that was going to happen 55 to 10 clifford had 157 and a touchdown katron allen had 117 and a touchdown uh didn't watch that game it was a blowout the whole time so i wasn't really interested in that but penn state's penn state is legit penn state is legit michigan state who's playing them next week uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Michigan State. Michigan State. Let's talk about that game. Up 24-7 to in a halftime, right? Wasn't it? 20? Yeah, it was. 24-7 to at halftime. Come out in the second half. Indiana gets red hot in the third quarter. Scored 17. I need another drink of water. I'm talking way too much today. Let me get a second here. That's what Michigan State should have did at halftime is taking a second. Thought about what they were doing. Um... Indiana scores 17 in the third. They tie it up in the fourth with a touchdown. 
And then in overtime, they win the game. Indiana wins the game. Unbelievable comeback for Indiana. Nothing to play for. No reason to even care about this game. Michigan State had a chance at the end of regulation. They were on like the seven-yard line or something crazy close. And the kicker totally nerfed it for Michigan State. A chance to win the game as time was expiring. He missed it by like a solid 20 feet. It wasn't even close. I've never seen anything like it. Um, But it was cold in Michigan. It was uh, snowy. It was probably windy. You still got to make that field goal with the game on the line, though, when it's tied right there at the end. Um, So tough loss for Michigan State, who now is one win away from becoming bowl eligible. But they're playing Penn State on the road next week at Penn State. uh, On the road at Penn State. A Penn State team who has been super hot lately. Um, so I, unfortunately, I do not think that the Spartans will be bowling this year. I hate to say it. Um, and then the last, is this the last game? Have I talked about all the other ones? Last game, uh, Purdue and Northwestern. I thought Purdue was going to blow them out. They didn't. They ended up winning by eight, 17 to nine. I had, I had eyes on this game. I thought Aiden O'Connell looked good. Again, I was flipping back and forth to a lot of games right here. The one thing from this game that uh, was annoying to me, I will say, is that, don't know the kid's name, but number six for the Purdue defense got an interception, returned it for a touchdown, high-stepped into the end zone. I just tweeted about this today, and it got called back for unsportsmanlike conduct, I believe, which is absolutely ridiculous because all he was doing was having fun. It was so stupid. It was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And that touchdown probably would have propelled Purdue Definitely they would have scored more points because I don't think they scored on that drive. I could be wrong, but um, they would have scored more points. Plus it kind of shifts the momentum in the game when you get a score like that and it doesn't get called back. So kind of surprised Northwestern kept it that close. But again, with that touchdown being called back, Purdue basically had the game in hand. They seemed like they were in control most of the game from what I was watching. And uh, Charlie Jones has another big game. He has six receptions and another touchdown. Purdue's one touchdown that they had, not the one to Charlie Jones. Let's see what this guy's name is. I'll give him his flowers here. Um, they drew up a play to one of their tight ends, and it, you should go back and watch it because it was an un, unbelievable play call. Uh, who was it here? We got rushing, receiving, Durham. Um, Durham. P. Durham. I used to know his name. I put him in a tweet earlier this year. Payne Durham. Uh, caught a touchdown on a just an amazing play call on the goal line. Looked like they were going to run it. He comes across the backside of the offensive line and basically goes to the front left pylon, and he was wide open. It was an awesome play call. Um, so good job for Purdue, who can still win the West. Technically, can still win the West. They need some things to happen, though, going forward. How long have I been recording? Because I wanted to do that extra segment. 15 minutes. I think I got time. Um, Let's talk about my bets real quick. Let me get out of this and I'll go back to my bets. Just tweeted about it today. I did poorly again. I was three and four this week, um, which is good for 32 and 41 on the season. I'm still nine games under 500. Going to be tough to get back to 500 at this point. I'm feeling kind of down on myself. Michigan, Illinois over 40 and a half was wrong. Michigan State. Minus 10 against Indiana. They lost outright. Purdue, minus 18 and a half. They only won against Northwestern by nine. Minnesota, Iowa over. Ridiculous does not hit. 32 and a half goes under. 
And then the ones that I won, Nebraska plus 10 against Wisconsin. They lost by one. Maryland plus 27 and a half versus Ohio State. They lost by 13. And then Penn State and Rutgers over 45. Penn State scored 55 by themselves. So they didn't even need help from Rutgers on that. All right, so those were the bets. Here's what I wanted to go to. I'm going to have to search for it now, though. Uh, CBS put out a, as I'm typing, <coughs> excuse me. I promise this will be the last thing. I'll do some shout outs and then get out of here. I know this one's going a little long here, but I thought this was exciting. As I drink some more water and don't edit my podcast at all. So you'll just hear that happening. Um, I found an article. I love CBS lately, by the way. I've talked about that way too much, but their app is amazing. And their website, I'm learning, is even better. But they have the bowl game predictions right now for what they think the teams are going to be what teams they think, where they're going, basically. And uh, right now they have Ohio State in the playoff and Michigan out. They're putting uh, USC in at number four, which I don't think is going to happen unless Michigan gets blown out by Ohio State. I don't think that USC, who was USC's loss? Let's talk about playoffs just a little bit. I don't know who they lost to. They lost to Utah. So USC, Michigan, and one of them lost to Utah, one of them lost to Ohio State. I mean, based on this projection, who would you put in? I'm putting Michigan in because I'm a Big Ten guy, and that's what I would do anyways. But also their loss is way better. They lost to Utah. Ohio State. I guess it depends on what the score is going to be. But USC does not have a crazy good non-conference schedule either, though. They beat Rice, uh, Fresno State. Who else is in their non-conference I can't even tell because I'm not positive who's in their conference. I guess that was it. Do they have all Pac-12 games after that? Oh, Notre Dame they have to play. Okay. And they still have to uh, – so they're going to have to win the the Pac-12 championship as well, which I have no clue who they're – all right, that's enough about USC. Uh, the projections, like I was saying on CBS, though. Ohio State's in, according to them. Michigan would be projected to go to the Rose Bowl at that point and play Oregon, which I think that would be really fun to watch. I thought that would be really cool. But based on these projections, though, if Michigan does get in the playoffs, that would put Penn State in the Rose Bowl against Oregon, which would also be cool. But right now they have Penn State in the Citrus Bowl against Ole Miss. I think that would be fun. They have uh, Iowa in the Rila, Rila Quest. Rila Quest Bowl. That's a January 2nd bowl. I have no idea who really a quest is. That's a weird sponsorship. Um, they have Iowa playing South Carolina in that bowl. That would be an exciting game. South Carolina has Spencer Rattler, old quarterback from Oklahoma, who just beat Tennessee last night and threw five touchdown passes. So it'd be interesting to see him go against that Iowa defense, I think. I love these projections. I would love to see it shake out like this. It'd be fine with me. Uh, they have Wisconsin in the Music City Bowl against Kentucky. That would be interesting. I think Kentucky's a little bit better than Wisconsin. I've seen them play a couple times, but that would still be a really fun game, though. Scrolling down here, they have Penn State, or I'm sorry, Purdue in the Dukes-Mayo Bowl against Florida State. Haven't seen Florida State play. I don't know what that would be like, but that would be awesome. I mean, all these games sound fun because we've been playing against just Big Ten teams for so long, it feels like now, that looking at some of these other matchups, it's like, man, that would be exciting. They have Maryland in the guaranteed rate bowl against Texas Tech. They have Michigan. Wait, they have Michigan State in a bowl. Was this from yesterday? Because they have Michigan State in the first responder bowl against Kansas. They're not going to be in a bowl. 
<coughs> this projection must have been based off yesterday, I'm guessing. I don't know, though, because they have USC in the playoff. Do they think Michigan State's going to beat Penn State? They have to, right? Or They can't get in a bowl with five wins. What's that all about? All right, I'm scrolling down. I don't see any other Big Ten teams, so that would be everybody right there. Um, but I thought that website was exciting and uh, to just look forward to bowl season. Um, awesome stuff coming up, though. Really awesome stuff coming up this week. I don't even know. I, I'm going to have to record on Friday because this one already went way too long. I was going to do the uh, the look ahead to the games that are coming up, but I'm going to have to come back home and record on Friday. Not come back home just to record, but I'm coming back home on Friday anyways. And uh, I'll have to do a quick podcast on Friday and get a uh, preview episode out for that. Hope everybody has an awesome Thanksgiving. Thanks, everybody, that's been listening. Did I do the shout-outs? I didn't. Let's do those really quick. Let's do those really quick. We got PDMAD186. He liked three of my tweets. That deserves a shout-out. I also have uh, underscore 6079SmithW. That's a mouthful. Uh, He seems to be a... uh, I actually don't know. I think he's an Iowa fan, but he was the one on Twitter who told me that... He told me that the Minnesota-Iowa under was going to hit. And I was like, there's no way, man. It's 32 and a half points. And he was totally right about that. So smart guy. Smart guy. And he's following me, so double smart guy. And then, wait, I, I wrote that for two people. Was that him or him? I have Toyota Hunter. I put notes on both of these guys. Which one's the one that called it? Let me double check this now. I, I might have just gave the wrong guy credit here. Let's see. Nope, that was right. I was right. It was him. Underscore 6079 Smith W. He's the one that called it. I don't know why I wrote this other guy's name, the notes. Anyways, the other guy was uh, Toyota Hunter. Why did I put him in the shout outs? Toyota Hunter, what did you do to deserve a shout out? Oh, no, no, no. He's the guy. Toyota Hunter was the guy that uh, quote tweeted the bracket. And uh, put a funny gif on it. So shout out to, to Toyota Hunter. Uh, Toyota Hunter 93. That's a proper shout out right there. Appreciate you following along. You'll get tagged in this episode. And maybe listen to it. Maybe not. It's cool either way, man. But hopefully all three of you guys have a great Thanksgiving. And everybody else that's been listening and following along. Appreciate all the love. Appreciate all the retweets, the likes and everything. And uh, all the downloads on the podcast. Um, have a great week. And we will see y'all next week with a quick, it's going to be a quick preview episode. I'm pretty busy during Thanksgiving, as most of you are. So I'll do a quick preview episode next week uh, before the Saturday games. It might be Friday late, though. We'll see. Uh, But until then, we'll see y'all next time.